Hello and welcome to our Volumes Media podcast. It speaks volumes. I am Domenico Di Siena, co-founder of Volumes, uh, here to share with you our search for words of alternative economies in the making. Here at Volumes, we have been navigating for years the field of circular economy and innovation, in, mainly in Paris and Europe. We saw it fast growing into a full-blown culture, but a culture that is still hard to define. With us, you'll get a head start on what makes the economy of tomorrow, but be sure that this is not a business-only podcast. It is mainly a podcast about people, inspiring people from our community, creators and innovators, friends or complete strangers, people we already know well or people we wish to know better. What our guests have in common is that they all question the way we work, the way we consume, no, sorry, the way we consume, we travel, our everyday life. They accept to share with us their journey, their thoughts, their passion, but also their struggle, their struggles to define their action, an action that speaks uh, volume to the change our society is going through and needs uh, to address. So, so sorry for the. <laughs> so as you can see, we are starting these new um, chapters, and um, we start also with uh, tamed cycles. So we will be hosting series of conversation, and at the end of this conversation, we will create a, a edited um, uh, chapter. Uh, episode with all the uh, interview condensed in order to um, discover more about a concrete topic. So in this case, the topic is what this, uh, what's a hub? So we want to discover what is a hub. Uh, so we talk, of course, about uh, creative and productive hubs. We will discover more. And uh, for this, our uh, second episode, I have invited uh, Cenk Dorelli from Izmir in Turkey. Hello, Cenk. Hi, Domenico. I just uh, put together your name as your name. So I said Cenk. Sorry, <laughs> so hello, hello. Cenk, I'm really happy to, to have you here and uh, to have the opportunity to spend some talk and uh, uh, yeah, some words um, in order to discover more about you. Uh, in my experience, when I have this conversation, I have also the opportunity to to go in depth in some um, you know experiences in, in the life of the the guest. So I hope also today I can discover something uh, uh, something new. So in in the last uh, session, the first one with Francesco, so an old friend, I also discovered yeah. something new. So. Uh, I hope this is possible also with you. Um, so, yeah, mm, let's start with this. Uh, I think it would be interesting to tell the story, how, how we met. So, why yeah. we, we met, how we met. <laughs> yeah, how you... I, I can tell you a great story yeah. about how I, uh, yeah. how I learned about volumes. Uh, okay. I was in Paris, maybe this was in 2012 or 2013. I don't remember it exactly, but I was searching for um, examples or inspiring co-working spaces uh, spread around the city. And I remember that then I continued to Milan and then to Berlin uh, with the same purpose. And uh, the, at the exact date that I should have my flight, um, in a way, a friend of a friend uh, told me that there is a co-working space called Volume and uh, maybe uh, the one of the founders, Francesco Gingolani, uh, may be there uh, in the morning. So if I really wanted to visit and meet uh, him, uh, I was more than welcome, uh, he said. And then I said, yes, why not? You know, if I can make uh, the catch uh, the uh, plane um, on, on the exact time that I should have. Uh, then I went there and Francesco was so uh, open-hearted. He welcomed me quite uh, you know, with a warm, warm heart. 
And then this is how we met uh, then. And then I invited him to Izmir. And then he invited me to spend some time uh, at Volumes. At that moment, uh, I clearly remember that uh, when I asked him the environment and the experiences and the services that they are providing in uh, Volumes, he told me that, you know, you are always welcome to spend uh, one week, maybe for free, to experience it by yourself and to get to know the people if uh, I am having fun in the environment that they are providing. So it is, in a way, a great um, welcoming spirit. So if you want to experience the space, be in the space. If you want to know some people, meet with them. So that's the spirit. And uh, since then, uh, I have the uh, connection. And then, of course, through time, uh, again, for creating another, hopefully, future inspiring space in the uh, rurals of the uh, beautiful Italian landscape uh, for Villea project. Uh, he introduced me to you and the, to the other collaborators. This is how we met. So in a way, the idea of creating a hub is connecting people and pe bring people, uh, bring inspiring people together. So I am appreciate. So, so to be clear, we never met physically. So you, you and me. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I hope that would happen soon. Um, yeah. Maybe thanks to the villa, who knows? But uh, yeah. this is another another story. Maybe we will also maybe exchange some uh, some words about yeah. uh, about the villa. So yeah. so I'm I'm thinking, why do you think you are here now <laughs> for this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Friends, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think we are going to talk about ice creams, pastries, this kind of, this kind of stuff, or pasta maybe. I heard I you are a, I, 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 a good cooker. <laughs> Is that the no, case? That's the that's the best part of the joke. <laughs> so no clue. So about uh, the reason. So pastry. Uh, no, you tell me. You tell me. Okay, so I will tell you. So basically, um, as I said at the beginning, so um, we are developing this um, series of conversation in order to understand what is a hub. And um, I thought that you are the person to talk to um, because you are in relation to this topic, but also you know um, this in a you know very particular uh, perspective. So. So basically, your 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 work with with people and community that is uh, we know the one of the main uh, uh, characteristics of the hub. So it's uh, it's amazing. So yeah. So um, and uh, we have also this um, this uh, this. Um, willing to understand what 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 exactly uh, a hub provoke so and you are doing this yeah, since yeah. Uh, years uh, even uh, yeah. even without a specific space so that's that's yes, the reason yeah, yeah. yeah. It so resonates you. <laughs> of course <laughs> that's 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 interests me a lot yeah that the idea of uh, bringing people together is the most important thing or most important motive in my life um, because I always feel productive or get inspired uh, whenever I am in contact with people even though um, even though they are not working or they are not focused on the same topic that I am interested or that is not the um, main topic uh, of my life at that time so it's always inspiring to uh, have these interactions with people uh, who ever doing any kind of inspiring stuff. So, so in a way, this is more like a um, uh, cu curation, okay? Uh, so once uh, a friend of mine from Sweden who was also invited at the same time when Francesco was visiting Izmir told me that the uh, thing that I am doing uh, has a name and uh, its name is human curation so that's a that's a beautiful title that i always keep in my heart because i always wanted to have a space 
where I can host events, uh, workshops, uh, concerts, where I can play music, where I can listen to beautiful people talking about inspiring stuff, but at the same time have my office next to uh, that event hall. And I always imagine it to become a, a gathering space uh, for people from all walks of life, but at the same time of people who are curated uh, within the context of the events or meetings that I uh, wanted to uh, gather together. Uh, but uh, that dream uh, has never been realized yet. <laughs> so whenever I uh, visit uh, spaces like volumes, for example, I have this slight envy because <laughs> there is the event space, there is the office space. And um, maybe you know the story, maybe you don't, but possibly the listeners, they don't know. Uh, I also slept, uh, you know, in volumes. Uh, Tell us the story. Almost around... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three weeks or something like that. So uh, at the upper floor, so when the all offices are empty and when uh, everyone uh, leaves, uh, I remain in that space. So it also has a spirit. So in a way, I experienced that dream, but I also faced uh, how uh, difficult to realize or bring life that physical space. So when we talk about hub, uh, I always imagine about the physical space, which is connected uh, a network of information resources and people. So uh, if they are, uh, don't exist mutually at the same time, uh, then a physical space uh, may not work as a hub. Uh, but that's also the most expensive or most uh, um, struggleful um, aspect of the let's say photo concept of hub because it is not easy to find a space to refurbish a space to create proper funding uh, to to get proper permissions etc uh, and whenever you um, some group of people or one uh, devoted dreamer has this idea of creating a hub a physical space creating that physical space may create this boundary that you can uh, drive or and um, drive directly and then stop and start to lose your uh, motivation maybe. But then that other aspect, that other non-physical aspect of the hub can survive uh, without having um, um, one specific physical space because um, uh, uh, any kind of information uh, right now can be gathered in uh, digital uh, spaces or that information can be represented by the people who are uh, coming together from time to time, maybe uh, in the events form, in the meeting format, uh, to create a book, to publish a magazine, and then they uh, can go away. Uh, I had also that kind of uh, experience uh, somewhere in the middle of France. There is a small town called Trainiac, and uh, there is this artist-run space. And uh, in 2000, uh, when was that? In 2011, uh, was it? When I visited there, uh, I had that uh, great, you know, uh, psychological depression. I didn't know what to do, uh, how to do, what to start, etc. I was searching for funding, can't uh, find anything. I was trying to move from one uh, city to the other, uh, and I didn't know how I can uh, start something new. When I visited this uh, former uh, factory, uh, which used to have the funding from the state, but after losing it, uh, the fa factory uh, went bankrupt and then the English artists bought the space and they were running it uh, for seven euros per day each. And uh, it, its physical environment was not perfect. Uh, there was no direct electricity in the rooms. You have all these extension cables coming all through uh, the spaces, but in time they had this project as a uh, alive, uh, developing uh, physical environment where they can uh, meet to uh, create something together. And that something may be a book, may be um, a magazine, it may be a piece of music, uh, a piece of film, etc. So that moment I realized that, okay, uh -huh, if you can gather uh, enough inspiring people in an environment uh, 
without uh, it, you know without dependent uh, on its qualities then it may be more than enough as a starting point so gathering those people who may you collaborate and who may bring something inspiring for you so this is what i do uh, since then i don't have my own space uh, uh, yet but i'm searching for it still <laughs> so so basically if i understand you well so at some point you uh, started uh, you know put together uh, people that you find uh, inspiring yeah. interesting people so how how did you start this uh, this dynamic and why yeah. so what what, what, yeah, what... I... Mm. Yeah, I, I studied architecture in uh, Istanbul, Turkey, in Istanbul Technical University. And uh, I come from a background of non-architects. So everyone in my family, they are uh, doctors uh, or farmers, etc., etc. Um, but uh, because of the system, maybe it's also uh, in a way common in many other places. I didn't know that I really do have uh I, i i didn't know that i should have a network of patrons <laughs> a network of specialists network of uh, architects engineers etc etc so when i realized that i need to gather these uh, network of people i didn't know what to do after a slight um cloudy mindset i decided to start uh, organizing parties <laughs> Uh, so those parties uh, requires a skill of organization uh, and I need to create a charm to drag not only my people but other people uh, who may be motivated by my friends to be a part of it. So I started to uh, design some uh, small presents or uh, different environments uh, for each party, etc. And then these uh, parties uh, grew from 50 people to 200 people And then we had been introduced uh, uh, a space, uh, a 12 uh, square meter tiny bar. Um, and this was my, in a way, only physical hub existed. <laughs> so uh, so that's, uh, that small physical space plus the street in front of it. Uh, I used that space to uh, project Turkish movies, uh, create open sets, but During all uh, those events, I started to get to know uh, people uh, from whom I get uh, I got uh, my first architectural commission works. Uh, that was also a time uh, when I created my architectural practice with my friends. Um, but while I was doing it, uh, I was also continuing my academic research uh, on my uh, for my master degree. I was focused on. Um, people's creativity, everyday creativity in the creation of cityscape. So uh, not the creativity of the, uh, let's so-called creative minds, uh, architects, designers, uh, politicians, or you know whoever uh, are already involved in the creation of the cityscape, uh, but regular people, uh, cafe owners, uh, homeowners uh, who wants to refurbish their street who wants to refurbish their storefronts etc etc uh, so i was focused on these informal uh, uh, interventions in the cityscapes made by the regular people regular citizens then i continued my research with uh, uh, creative cities network and i focused on my hometown where i live right now and i evaluated the goal of this city to become a city of design by using the criteria and the uh, Uh, let's say processes of UNESCO uh, Creative Cities Network City of Design chapter. So while doing this, I was always in contact with these people who uh, I met uh, during these parties uh, when I was running the bar and then in my city, uh, also for my PhD, uh, I wanted to uh, make a definition of a problem that I uh, found uh, quite vital uh, to create the Uh, creative psychology of the city. Um, maybe I can I can talk about it a little bit. This city is uh, four and a half million people city, uh, uh, quite old harbor. Its history spans uh, to 
um, you know, 8,500 years uh, all through history from uh, Neolithical uh, times to the, um, you know, Greek, Ottoman, um, and uh, the modern uh, Republican times, it inhabited continuously for uh, 8,500 uh, 8, 8, years uh, people. So lots of history, etc., etc. But everybody is uh, complaining about lack of motivation to do something, lack of services, creative services, lack of uh, mentality to start uh, a creative project and then finish a creative project, the lack of funding, the lack of uh, infrastructures, these and that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this is the psychological man mentality uh, of the entrepreneurs, mostly in the city, and also uh, it is. Uh, the city is seen from outside also uh, by these qualities. So in a way, they turned into mottos, which creates a psychological barrier. Um, and I knew some people who are uh, doing uh, extremely creative stuff, uh, not only in local scale, but also international scale. They're, they are well connected inter internationally. They are uh, quite talented to harnessing local resources. Uh, so I started to meet with them, bring them together, and uh, make them also meet with the curious people of the city. So for uh, for creating that change, I used the concept of Pechakucha Nights, uh, which is an internationally quite well-known, let's say informally organized, um, beautiful gathering, beautiful network of organizers, beautiful network of people who are uh, creating this beautiful web page with all of that contact uh, content uh, run uh, from Tokyo. Um, so I used this uh, events as a uh, gathering environment to change that psychology of the city by giving the uh, by giving the um, uh, message maybe that anything possible in Izmir. So please. So maybe you maybe you can share about this format because it's quite interesting the format of the Pechakucha yeah. night. So, I mean, maybe some sure. people don't know. Sure. Yeah, uh, Pechakucha means uh, chit chat uh, in Japanese. So it is started by this uh, architect couple, uh, Klein Daitem Architecture Practice. They also uh, run this. Uh, again, it's a hub. A space called uh, um, a super kitchen. So they started this hub um, for theater plays, music, etc., etc. It's it's a beautiful event space, beautiful hub, uh, a gathering space. Uh, and uh, they were in uh, at some point complaining about working too much and not knowing uh, quite much what is going on, uh, even in the architecture scene because of their hard uh, uh, hard schedules. Uh, so they decided to uh, call their friends uh, to organize these um, night evenings uh, to know what they are uh, doing right now. And they, 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 they describe it like this. They, they knew that architects can speak a lot and for a long time, period of time. So they wanted to, they wanted to create uh, quite specific boundaries uh, with the presentation. So they come up with the uh, concept of 2020. 20 images, 20 seconds. So whoever wants to uh, explain uh, anything, they need to use 20 exact number of images. And then each image should uh, change in 20 seconds without their will. So everything will continue automatically. So whoever is doing a presentation, they should finish it uh, in six minutes, 40 seconds exact. So that's the beautiful, uh, great format. It has uh, images, the visuals, and uh, they 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 call it the conscious way of doing presentations. Um, so because of its I, qualities, it. So yeah, I like it a lot because. Uh, um, so I discovered this also several years ago in Spain when I was living there. And I like a lot yeah. because you have the opportunity to discover, uh, I don't know if six, eight uh, people, uh, projects uh, that yeah. are co maybe completely, you know, different between them. And, uh, and and it's not boring at all because, you know, in six minutes-ish. Yeah. Uh, 
you have a you know a presentation so you have another one so you have then you have a break usually with this break yeah. you can start you know networking and meeting people so another round with people and at the end you have uh, uh, drinks uh, you know etc so so no i like a lot and actually in paris we we are the organizer of pecha uh, kucha night yeah. in paris yeah that's a beautiful format. It worked also quite well uh, here uh, in Izmir because, uh, again, as I started uh, everything back then in this with this uh, small parties, like 50 people parties, it also started like uh, started with, you know, maybe 60 people, around 60 people, the first event. And but then the next event was like 100. And until uh, it was it was 2016. Uh, when we had the most packed event uh, where we hosted 505 people. I remember the exact number of the tickets. Uh, hmm. And 505 is a big number in, for Izmir because everybody was like complaining about lack of uh, cultural or creative content. And in our event, we don't have any extra uh, attraction. We don't have... Uh, live groups, we don't have, uh, I don't know, lotteries, this and that. People are uh, coming together to listen, inspiring people to get inspired and to know them. And then they go away. And we organize it still today uh, during the weekdays, mostly, um, because of the political environment of Turkey and some security issues, the number decreased, but we still have uh, an audience around 200 people each event and even during the uh, COVID uh, um, I organized twice and uh, there were always 150 people 120 people so, so you, and I you, also sorry go ahead no no problem yeah I also um, uh, experienced that the people who met in the event uh, collaborated which was also great. And all, I also evaluated all these outcomes in my uh, PhD uh, research, uh, which was uh, also great because then you have also qualitative and quanti uh, quantitative um, outcomes uh, out of this event. Uh, um, in a way, this was also uh, great to see. So now you were talking about uh, no, how the... Yeah, the participants they may decrease, and how you choose to to do uh, activity in uh, um, weekdays, etc. So my question here, taking account this, so do you think the hub um, uh, is able to solve problems in the city, or what, what kind of role could have the the hubs in in the city, in your experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I always define the cities like this, uh, a city, when we are talking about the city, uh, we mostly talk about a quite a autobiographical um, entity, because uh, each of us has an experience of the city in a different way. Uh, especially we are living in it, uh, we live in different uh, neighborhoods, we live with different neighbors, we uh, or uh, everyday practice in the city uh, has uh, different qualities. So we all talk about a specific title, a city, a name of a city, but then uh, we always imagine or, um, I don't know, execute our speeches uh, along to uh, those quite uh, personal experiences. Um, that's why I love to uh, focus on uh, things in the personal level, rather than in city level, right? Because um, in Turkey and here, maybe in general, it's also valid uh, in Turkey, but in Izmir especially, there, is this, there are these uh, biggest entities, the govern, uh, governmentship of uh, Izmir and then the Izmir Metropolitan Municipality. These are like, you know, umbrella, umbrella entities which run the city, but then there are these uh, trade unions, um, uh, professional uh, unions, uh, universities, etc., etc., to uh, create um, a regulation in uh, at that level uh, is always extremely complicated because uh, the political environment is uh, uh, saturated, 
um, and people at the um, uh, cooperation level or organizational level, they don't share exact same goals. Uh, but if you come to the uh, personal level, uh, then most of the time, these people who gather uh, in an event, they most of the time share uh, quite similar qualities when it's come mm -hmm. to, for example, in this case, uh, in, about the creative environment or cultural creative environment of the city. So this creates a group of people uh, who share um, a parallel, uh, lots of parallel ambitions uh, when it's come to the city, a city or a, their, uh, you know, city as the title, but also their personal lives. So that is quite effective, if you ask me, because uh, I am living in a city with four million, four and a half million inhabitants. Uh, quite, uh, it has a quite big uh, uh, land area. And I know that it, it is a city of industry, it's a city of agriculture, it's the city of trade. Uh, the construction sector is big, uh, the service sector is big, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, to, to create any kind of regulation at this level by considering all these aspects, it's impossible if you ask me to solve anything. And believe me, I get into lots of meetings uh, at the municipal level and the governorship level and my uh, personal outcome uh, from those meetings is nothing. I mean, personal, you know, I don't have any expect positive expectations out of those meetings, et cetera, et cetera, because of the setting. But then with hubs or with these gatherings, we can create our own settings. We can create our own um, layouts of um, collaboration. Uh, we can uh, create this layouts of uh, outcomes that we hope to uh, create by bringing people. Uh, so that's why I find it quite powerful. Even one and a half hour event uh, can bring a couple of people. Uh, I have an exact example in my mind. Uh, there were these uh, young uh, medical school students who came together to uh, go to the pediatric service uh, to meet the children who have this quite serious diseases like, uh, you know, heart diseases or the other uh, uh, quite serious diseases which require uh, um, transplants. So they meet with them uh, as clones. They bring them presents, etc., etc. This is uh, more like an independently organized um, um, initiative by them. And with the event, they gathered 25 more volunteers. And those volunteers uh, were uh, graphic designers uh, or representatives of bigger companies uh, bigger industrial companies, let's say. So through their own personal connections and abilities, they gathered or they increased the abilities of this uh, quite independent initiative. And this creates change. And maybe that 20 or 30 people can affect uh, lives of 150 children, uh, which are not in the uh, focus or focal point of the uh, local government or the uh, municipality or the health uh, department, local health department. So this is the power of uh, informally organized uh, um, hubs or uh, networks. Of course, they have also problems, uh, but maybe we can talk about it later on if you like. So now, uh, now we should talk also about problems. So, but first uh, I'm curious to know, um, so how you, would describe um, the process that bring um, people from you know you let's say you are you are human creator so you you create a community <laughs> that, yeah. uh, so so and uh, these people in any case trust what you propose and uh, and uh, maybe is uh, returning in different events and activity you are proposing. So what do you think could okay. um, uh, could happen and what what do you you should have in order to go from from this distributed uh, approach to uh, for instance the creation of uh, uh, even physical uh, hub what, what do you think uh, would happen 
and what you would you need for it that's a big question and i don't do have you need it? For it thank you i don't know maybe, maybe you don't need it <laughs> No, no, no. I know, I know. Because in, in time, I also realized my own personal uh, boundaries, right? Uh, I can curate people, but I can't curate people for my uh, creational problems. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, you know, in Turkey, we say uh, a tailor cannot knit its uh, clothes. Uh, so it's yes. a big problem uh, for me. But I, at least I can define the problem. Uh, for me, the uh, most uh, influential thing for the people who I approach, um, which makes them convinced about attending these events or uh, you know following me in a way uh, for this goal, uh, is the other people who I use as examples. So it is not me most of the time who are convincing the next presenter or next people that I approach, but the people who had already made the presentations or who had uh, already I uh, create something inspiring. So that's the most beautiful thing of it. So I don't need to convince someone with my own personal abilities, but I uh, convince people by basically uh, pointing the uh, already existing network or uh, people. So that's the power of it. It is uh, self-convincing in a way. Uh, that's the most beautiful part of it. But then the uh, difficulty is to, um, in a way, direct this um, group of people or talent uh, for a specific purpose. But then there is also the question uh, if we should do it or not. So there is this network of people that are doing lots of inspiring stuff in various fields. They are creative. They are able to do impossible things. Um, in a, They make impossible things possible in an environment uh, which is known as uh, environment of impossibilities. Uh, so maybe we don't need to push them towards any kind of direction. Uh, that boiling pot may be a good environment for them even exist. The biggest problem uh, for most of the creatives is to lack of uh, links uh, which they can lead um, to self-evaluate uh, their needs. Um, you know, lack of uh, links for funding, lack of uh, links for uh, any kind of personal help, this and that, etc., etc. But uh, these are actually can be solved by connecting them to each other easily. So if you know a people, a, a person who can help you with something, then you can solve your own problem uh, easily. Uh, this does not have to turn into a um, service as a business. Um, but it comes also uh, with its problems as maybe I mentioned it during the broadcast or maybe I mentioned it before the broadcast, but uh, this is the uh, most uh, difficult thing. You know, I don't have any kind of future projection, what it uh, should become, how it should evolve, etc. So maybe this is the biggest problem or maybe this is uh, quite a beautiful thing because then I also don't doom <laughs> this network of uh, people with my own projections. Um, yes, that no, can this be, is a, that may be an answer. <laughs> no, it's really interesting. <laughs> you are addressing a, you know, really important point on on hubs, because um, um, yeah. So I, I feel even myself in this kind of uh, situation with the doubt uh, because there is a huge value on what you are doing. And uh, sometimes it's not really visible. And then also when you uh, start to, to run a, a space that uh, embody, let's say, this network, um, yeah. is, is um, uh, sometimes it's not, it's not 
really clear for for some people the effort you do to um, basically fulfill uh, the space with the identity of the of the of the community and uh, and uh, and, ha- and as you also have in this at that moment the the need to have a you know a business model etc to to sustain okay. the place so basically you you have um two approaches one is okay i transform this completely in a business and that's that's a pity because you lose completely the 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 opportunity you created before and the other option is okay you start basically to push uh, the community to to create the opportunity to something new uh, coming no uh, could uh, come up uh, come out and 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 there also you have sometimes people that start thinking that uh, maybe you are um, take advantage of it so they don't really understand uh, yeah. You know the, the so yeah that's a huge huge issue. <laughs> yeah, definitely tricky. So tricky, we but, uh, tricky. Some... Yeah, yeah. We are approaching the um, you know the, the the last part of the the session. So I I was curious about uh, two things um, before we go directly to the closing part. One is um, your definition, so how you define um, a hub, and then maybe you're, you're, you were starting talking about problems. That's interesting. So then yeah. we go to the yeah. going to the problem. So what what is a hub uh, according to you? Yeah, I, I, I started to describe my idea of hub uh, slightly before. So I always imagine it as a as an environment where where uh, people, resources, and information come together um, to transform into something else, let's say, uh, or to interact. Um, so most of the time when we think about hubs, uh, it easily we imagine on a physical space uh, with services uh, and uh, in, it works as an infrastructure, you know, by screen, seats, co-working spaces, this and that, they, you know, quite uh contemporary ways of bringing people together uh in a way with a with a uh, in a way feasible um economic uh model but um i have a more uh, light and hard relieving uh idea of hub uh, which has no environment so it is a network of information uh, people and uh, resources, basically. So um, without this, uh, a physical space can't work as a hub space. It will be a space and it will easily transform into a um, nightclub, uh, into a, a theater, into a, a yoga class. Uh, but with that content or with that, uh, let's call them altogether resources or uh, tools for interaction, uh, it turned into a hub uh, in the format of a physical space. But without that physical space, this idea of hub uh, can uh, travel in the city also by using Mm. existing physical spaces and transforming them into uh, into environments of sharing, creating, and um, maybe collecting physical things. Even you know, if you want to uh, create a f- um, you know self-arranged funding for something, you can come together at some uh, place, and then the next place can be somewhere else, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This can also uh, create a movement in the city, the movement of. Um, inspiring creative people so especially uh, for the cities uh, where i live uh, it is a quite interesting thing then because uh, you also motivate these people who are in a way the resources of creativity uh, to travel in the city <laughs> so most of the time uh, we are not leaving our neighborhoods or we are uh, or we are quite conservative about uh, um experimenting on another hub rather than our uh, own hub and then you have a a network of hubs 
which are uh, which don't interact, which becomes uh, into uh, which transforms into a profitable um, branded uh, entities, uh, which compete. Uh, of course, this can um, be something interesting in a, a quite well managed economic environment or a big economic environment. Uh, it might may, may, may be a need, but uh, it is not that feasible for um, economical environments uh, like where I live, because uh, there are these lack of resources, there is this lack of uh, um, intellectual resources, etc. The, uh, there is this lack of motivation, this and that. If you uh, spread them all uh, into this branded uh, physical spaces, which promote or, uh, yeah, in a way, uh, promote their um, uh, locals um, as um, promotional entities for advertisement, uh, then they started to also lose their power to interact. Uh, so for me, uh, it is much more interesting to have this idea of hub, which travels in the city, facilitates a municipal uh, gathering space, a bar, um, I don't know, a tiny shop, uh, a streetscape, etc., etc. It's much more interesting. It is also much more welcomed because there is no door most of the times, or there is no specific key uh, holders. Uh, there are many stakeholders. Uh, because of this situation, uh, it is uh, quite difficult to get branded. Um, so it is also uh, creates an entity which may have also a long lifespan. Uh, because if there is profit, then there is also this uh, uh, not struggle, but uh, non common ideas between the stakeholders who started it, etc, etc. Um, so uh, that's quite a light idea of uh, resources, a network of information, people, and uh, you know, physical or uh, non-physical resources is the heart of the hub. Um, yeah, but I still don't have my physical I, space, which I. <laughs> which you have the seat. You have the seat. You have the city chain. I know that your space is the city. So that's true. <laughs> that, that can be. That can be a great motto. We have the city. <laughs> No, it's lovely. That's I really good. like your your approach and uh, and uh, this uh, human creation uh, job should be really you know well remunerated because uh, it's really you know important <laughs> and the pollinization and this connection between different uh, spaces yeah. that is so valuable and uh, yeah it's uh, really really important and sometimes the 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 existence of this kind of job could uh, help all the spaces. So creating the collaborations. Yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, that's yeah. amazing. So, so you were start before you started talking about problems. I don't know what you had in mind. So maybe now is the moment. <laughs> yeah, the, the I I I mentioned it. You know, this this crystallization of um, physical entities and. Uh, um, dividing all resources into smaller pieces is the biggest problem, if you ask me. Because uh, uh, you mentioned pollen pollinization, um, that's the most important thing. Other, you know, uh, otherwise it is impossible to uh, create even a regulation. Um, you know, because because there should be some people who are running in between stakeholders. Uh, not to convince them, but to uh, create to, to increase interaction in between them. Um, if everybody has a specific type of uh, um, direction of the argument, then it is impossible even to discuss them uh, for uh, for a specific result. Uh, that's the uh, biggest difficulty and big, one of the biggest problems: the lack of. Uh, um, the, the non-existence of uh, negotiation environments, let's say. So, the, you know, no one wants to come together. No one wants to negotiate on something. No one wants to share the uh, copyright of uh, an uh, 
entrepreneurial thing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This this is the biggest problem because um, it is it cuts uh, the resources into smaller pieces and uh, the reduced amount of the uh, impact. And the other thing is uh, the problem. I mean, uh, uh, it may be a personal description, but uh, to uh, to be um, to be let's say. Um, um, remain in the personal level uh, i am struggling it uh, right now for example uh, with this network of people even though there are lots of people no one approached me to share or to have the um, have the responsibility uh, to extend the impact of the human curation that i am doing right now for example um, that's a big uh, that's a big challenge for me because um, uh, what will happen if I uh, stop to have that motivation anymore or if I uh, leave the environment uh, where I exist right now uh, can be their digital tool uh, to replace a physical person um, to make this network of people uh, remain in contact um, is it another um platform etc etc so this is the biggest uh, challenge and problem this is interesting Jenk, because um, at volumes lab the so the first space we we open in in so the, the one you 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 know really well um yeah so during the the pandemic um we uh we really experimented the how good was the use of digital tools in order to keep the conversation and the connection between the community. So this is also interesting because to, to run the place, we started also a, a digital uh, uh, platform. So basically using uh, mainly Slack and during the pandemic yeah. was the, you know, the meeting points, Slack. So all the community, the, I mean, the most active community. So. Of course, uh, not not everyone, but you know, an important amount of people um, were there to to keep the connection with the others. So that's not the point, as you mentioned. So, so even without the 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 space. So my, my question now is. Um, so we know how valuable could be the digital sphere, but it's also true that people may be starting to be tired <laughs> about, yeah. about tools. Yeah. So I, I don't know what is your perception for the future. Well, I will remain in the physical uh, space when everybody leave for metaverse. So <laughs> everybody welcome <laughs> to find me. <laughs> So I will be around. This is my projection of the future. <laughs> so no, no hubs in the metaverse. <laughs> no, not you know. I don't. I don't like physical one physical space uh, as a no, as a platform. So I wanted to have a city for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the city, the city. I know, I know. So maybe I can I can go visiting you in uh, uh, metaverse Izmir. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it if you can find me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will try. I will there, try. So... there might be a direct flight to here. So we have a really well connected international airport. <laughs> you are all, always welcome. So, so do do you know other other hubs that uh, is really valuable uh, to you? Do you want to mention or... in in uh, where I live? You mean? Where you live in uh, in other countries of the world in Europe, I don't know something that you consider yeah, sure, really valuable. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, it, it it is a uh, quite recent thing. It was it was quite parallel with the world, I guess. You know, with the with, with the time when co-working spaces become fashionable, became fashionable. Uh, there was one opened in. Uh, Izmir, uh, which is not only uh, focusing on the uh, business aspect of it, but it's also determined to run as a uh, food lab slash art space slash co-working space, etc., etc. 
Um, they are quite, in a way, quite silent, but at the same time, quite well connected internationally, uh, which inspires me. You know, I I, I didn't go there uh, for more than three years. You know, pre-pandemic. Uh, you know, even in pre-pandemic, I went there only once, but. Uh, they are quite inspiring. But I was uh, in uh, Paris uh, for uh, Fab City Summit. That was an amazing thing. That was also something that I uh, mentioned. Um, a globally connected people gathered at one space to share stuff. Uh, at that moment, there was. It, it was also the time for the um, uh, launch of the book, uh, Fab City book, uh, yes. Fab City Network. Um, that was also uh, great. So, uh, beautiful resources to um, to learn about the kickoff of the idea and then the um, the lifetime in which it spread all around the world. Uh, it is also great. It was also great. That was one of the most inspiring environments that I experienced for uh, yeah four years now. Uh, it was in 2018, I guess. Nice. Uh, that's quite inspiring. So, so yeah. So let's close now with your uh, personal uh, interest. Uh, so your suggestion. What I'm curious. What uh, What are you watching? What are you reading? Listening these days? Podcast. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I I listen to uh, stuff mostly related to climate anthropology and uh, slightly about design because I uh, listening to architecture and design is not that inspiring, but listening to uh, natural sciences is more inspiring for me as a designer, even though I am really bad with uh, computational <laughs> design methods, which tries to mimic uh, the, 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 the biological processes in terms of uh, designing uh, physical environments. Uh, it's quite inspiring. Uh, I am listening to uh, those stuff, but I draw a lot uh, nowadays. I want to draw also more and more. So uh, I watch uh, some videos of quite well-known architects, uh, not while they are uh, talking, but they are drawing. <laughs> So you watch you watch architect drawing. That's that's your <laughs> yeah. Like like people quite well known people like Norman Foster, Stephen Hall, or some yeah, quite uh, small architectural practices that I uh, been in, that I had been introduced by the YouTube's algorithm. <laughs> so I, I I quite like it. Uh, so I uh, watch these kind of stuff and listen to it. You know, uh, listening about climate and uh, anthropocene related all discussions is uh, is quite uh, inspiring in many ways because then it's about the deep time it's about um, communities it's about um, uh, biological um, um, cycles it is about even um, living the planet earth <laughs> so it it's it connects lots of um, uh, interests, uh, which are most of the time quite inspirational for me. So really, really good. So the, the hour flies away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so no, I, I enjoyed your uh, this conversation, your talks, and uh, um, yeah, your your vision. So. Um, um, yeah, so I hope we can speak uh, again soon. Also, to hopefully physically, in the yeah, physical to, to address other topics. So maybe uh, <laughs> without the the metaverse or every kind of digital <laughs> <laughs> device in between. So yeah, so I hope that could up, could happen really really soon. Thank you, Domenico, for inviting me. It was an experience for me. It's been a pleasure. So, no, so thanks to everyone for connecting uh, today. Uh, stay tuned for the next one. And uh, of course, for the compiled version. So we are putting together the pieces of the different, uh, different 
uh, episode to have the the one that uh, has the, the, the best <laughs> exchange and uh, and of course that will be also part of our uh, podcast so um, I hope we can see uh, soon to uh, another it speaks volume uh, episode bye 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 bye